Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Hop Show, brought to you by Hopped LA. My name is Javi. You can find me online on Instagram at Javi Brews. And man, before we get to this week's show, what a crazy turn of events the past, what, two weeks? Maybe less than that. I'm not sure. I don't pay attention to anything half the time, but you kind of can't avoid it now. I mean, coronavirus is taken over and... They've closed all the restaurants and bars. People losing their minds and getting all the TP. Tom Brady is no longer a patriot. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria! It's crazy out there, folks. But amongst all the chaos, I hope that you, if you're able to, of course, uh, have the time and the money, hopefully, to go support your local brewers because man it is a crazy time for a lot of us out here there are a lot of really cool passionate talented people that aren't working and we're all stuck at home uh watching friends or the office or whatever show you people probably love to stream i personally i'm re-watching the people versus oj simpson for like the 10th time because i love it so much um, but make sure people go out there if you can, if you're healthy and, and you know, I guess healthy, make sure to wash your hands. Uh, don't touch your goddamn face. And if you are able to, or a lot of these breweries now are able to offer deliveries straight to your door. And if you can afford that small luxury, man, please support all those local brewers out there. Uh, especially to one of our sponsors, El Segundo Brewing Company. Now, as all of you know, or most of you that know me personally know, I love those guys since the first time I've been over there. And, you know, it's a reason that I take the one-hour trek up there at least once a week. I love it so, so very much. And uh, during this time of crisis, I actually have a really, really cool sale going on right now. Uh, they have a six-pack of Crowlers, 32-ounce Crowlers for 35 bucks. Are you what? kidding me? That's a hell of a sale. So head out there, get some Mayberry IPA because, in my opinion, one of the best IPAs in Southern California. Of course, they have the baddest IPA in the United States of America, Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. And, uh, man, that's now in these uh, – 16-ounce cans going on sale everywhere. They just are in Texas or on the East Coast, man. Check out El Segundo Brewery, 140 Main Street in El Segundo. Uh, check it out. They're, they're one of the best. And thank you for sponsoring us, El Segundo. Um, now, this week, we are sitting down with the man, the legend, Rob Scott, formerly of State Brewing Company. Rest in peace. Uh we actually uh, ended up hanging out at the Fourth Horseman in Long Beach. Shout out to Martin and all the cool people at Fourth Horseman for uh, letting us take over a booth and chat for a good long time. We had a good, nice, long hour and a half chat. We decided to split it into two parts. Uh, so this, what you're going to hear right now, is part one. Um, we'll release the next one in the coming weeks. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Rob was a fantastic interview. Um, we got to hear a lot about his story and a lot about what happened at State. Um, that might be for the second part, but, you know, you guys will hear it. Uh, once again, uh, thanks to the Fourth Horseman for hosting us. Um, 
thanks to Rob uh, for sitting down and having some uh, Miller High Life with me. It was pretty awesome. Uh, you'll hear some music in the background. You'll get over it. You'll be fine. Uh, so make sure to support those local brewers. Uh, wash your fucking hands and uh, enjoy the show. Cheers. Uh, for for uh, Hopped LA was I did it for I did it with El Segundo, and you know Rob's a great interview. It's fun. I'm a fucking El Segundo fanboy, so I was like, yes, I get to hang out El Segundo in the morning. And uh, we finished the interview, and it was great. And I went to you know I checked it. I was like, all right, it recorded, cool. And I turned it off and kind of did my thing. And when I got home to try to upload it, the shit was corrupted. Oh. And it just it just it wasn't there. And I was yeah. like. So you had to go back and do it again? No, I, I actually, yeah, we tried. But <laughs> Rob was like, dude, come on. You're going to make me do the same shit? I'm sorry. So I ended up just nixing it. I'm, I'm going to go back to him, I think, uh, probably the week of uh, March 16th, since it's... St. Patty's, yeah. And it's St. Patty's weekend, and right? Yeah, probably. But that's also, it's 316. Oh, Stone Cold. so cool. Yeah, oh, that's right. And you're, you're a wrestling. You like wrestling, oh, huh? Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's, it's an obsession, really. Yeah. And I... I I'm pretty sure it's the reason I've been single for the past two years, you know? Like, <laughs> no, that can't be why. No. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of dudes that I know that love wrestling that are in very happy relationships right now. Oh, you know what? They're probably just really they're out handsome. There. You know, they're out I don't there. Know. Um, One of them is, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> but, I mean, no, they're, no, they're there. So, look, at, I don't look, I don't watch wrestling and I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you make beer. Very so good, yeah. But you know what? Women always say they love they love the fact, oh, you a brewer? That's so cool. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I just feel like I'm going to be around alcohol around all the time. And I just don't want to live that life. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you try. the thing you try to do is like do it as responsibly as you can. Yeah. But I come from a place where uh, people aren't as responsible. Right, right. And uh, which is why I, I kind of had to get away mm -hmm. from there. Uh, back in Rosebond. It's, uh, it's a super small town. Everybody knows everyone. Um, and there's nothing but that to do. So see, shout out to my friends over there because I love, I still love those guys. See, and, and the, those are the dangerous like cities, the ones where like you meet those people. Where you, you go to that, you know, it's the one bar in town, and that's all there is to do is to drink. Fuck, probably. Yeah, it's like the Stockton of the Antelope Valley. <laughs> I've never been to Stockton. That's yeah, all. That's like that's the a, constant joke I hear. That's about. exactly what it is. Nate um, Diaz. So, Rob, man, how? Uh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna Tarantino. We're gonna go back. Okay. When I first came to state, and you were, and uh, I think it might have been the first time I met you. I think I was working with the full pint at the time, and I uh, it was actually my last beer fest as an engaged man because my ex my ex broke up with me the next day. After coming to state, <laughs> yeah, I got oh, fucking trashed, and she she told me she's like. You've been going out, you know, at the time I was in, right in the middle of the swing with a full pint. Yeah. Going to fests and all this other shit. She's like, can we, like, please, like, let's do something that night. And I said, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, come with me to this. She's like, no, no, no. I don't want to go with you to another beer event. Like, mm. we, we got to go a date. And I said, okay, fine. And I went to, I went to, I, forgot, I think it was the opening. And uh, your, your opening day, and I got... Is that when we had the uh, the caution things? Yeah. We still had those, yeah, yeah for the yeah. line? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Was I think a lot of people were. Obliterated. Yeah. And I Ubered home, and I remember coming home and, like, sticking my shoes off. She's like, are you drunk? I'm like, yep. And then just passed out. <laughs> the next day, she's like, we got to have a talk. Oh, that's never good. <laughs> that's never good when it starts like that. Never. But, um, man, I, I remember falling in love with your beers, like, 
straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you like, how how uh, what it's like to develop like a you know the beer styles, the the core beers that you choose for like a brand new brewery like that. Um, well, I think first off, I have to give most of the credit to Robert Sanchez because he's kind of what. Not that state wasn't wasn't something before we got there. I think they were, but I think they uh, they believed in how innovative Robert was uh, at the time. And this was before the haze craze started. This is before all that hype stuff really yeah. started. And a lot of people don't know this, but back in like 2014, 2015, Robert was doing all those styles already. I mean, except for like the like super pastry pastry style kind of stuff, right, but like right. unfiltered, hazy, hoppy, you know, um, low IBU beers. He was already doing those, but a lot of people didn't know that. We weren't like, this is when beer paper was still really hot, even though it kind of is, but like it was before social media took off the way that it did and, and in terms of that style. Um, so I have to give most of that credit to him. Right. Um, and he was the one that was my mentor growing up and in, in, uh, learning about beer and what it takes to make it and, and, and just all, all that in general. Mm-hmm. I have to give all that credit to him. And I think he laid that platform out for me once he left um, State for me to kind of be like, okay, he gave me like a, a nice canvas and I started to make my own right, right. painting with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just not be afraid uh, to go outside of that and paint outside the canvas, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, been outside the lines. Outside the lines, yeah. yeah, really. And um, just experimenting with different hops. We kind of, um, I think a lot of breweries do that. Um, I think a lot of them see all these really crazy, innovative, you know, new hops come into the market and they immediately jump to them, which, you know, which is great, which is what I did yeah. <laughs> because we never got a hold of any of them. But <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with, like, you know, the old school ones, like the Centennials, the Cascades, the Chinooks. Like, the Sauvage. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid to touch those nowadays because I guess it doesn't seem as exciting uh, no matter what the brewery is that oh if it has Cascade in it oh, it must be you know a 2008 2009 right, beer right, when right. in fact like I've had beers from really good breweries that put those hops in and like yeah it's just how they apply them to the beer that the finished product actually comes out just as good as any Galaxy IP that's out right now for sure yes and everyone does <laughs> but I loved I loved Cascade before I loved Galaxy and the only reason I did is because I didn't know what Cascade was right. until I had it and I was like oh this is really great I think a lot of people attributed that to old styles. Yeah. So now that we're pushing forward on modern, you know, West Coast IPAs or, or California Pilsners or whatever they are, um, <laughs> I love all those old school hops if, if they're used the right way. And, and now they're they're different. They're different than they were years right. ago. Completely different. And I feel like um, I like going back to those every now and then. And they're cheaper because <laughs> no one's <laughs> buying because no one's buying them. Everyone's buying Citra and Galaxy and. Mosaic, yeah, which, yeah, which they, you should. They're good hops too. It's like if you don't add thirty pounds per barrel, I ain't even interested. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that's, some that's, guys like that. That's that's the crazy part. Is, is uh, I've heard of other breweries doing like absurd amount of hops. I'm like, hey, more power to you if you guys can do it. Good and God, th- is it then expensive. yeah, yes, yeah, super expensive. But I mean, you, you, your product ends up being great. Mm. You know, depending on you know the beer for sure. Obviously, you right. can't just do a shit beer and throw. Uh, well, you can throw hundred pounds of you know, fresh citra picked off the vine and it's not going to matter. You, know, you right. have to have a good solid bass, uh, back beer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for that. But, um, yeah, in terms of, um, just what, uh, core beers we did, we only had really two 
Uh, we had the Hellas Lager, Lala. Yeah. And that one went Lala. into our, our Micheladas, and we had a lot that's, of Lala. That's our, <laughs> that was our, uh, our, our golden child right there. Like, during the week and on Sundays, people just loved that mix that we did with it, and yeah. it was just the perfect beer for it. And then uh, Bella, which is the raspberry uh, bullet advice. Mm. 5% every time. Uh, I'm messing around with different ways to add the raspberry. Um, uh, and there were times where, like, oh, it wasn't a raspberry enough, or it was not not jammy. You know, like, you think of, like, what people look for in Berliner Weisses or fruited beers now is, like, uh, what's that one? Great Notion with the, the blueberry or whatever oh, one. Oh, I think you talking about that. Uh, I think it is Great Notion. But I, I think it's Great Notion, but it's, like, the super blueberry one. Right. Like, I had a beer, like, recently that I, like, I was at an event, and I poured it into a cup, and it, I could have been, like, at, uh, what's it called? <laughs> I could have been at a, some fruit smoothie place. Like, that's what it looked like pouring into the glass. It didn't wow. look like beer coming out of it. That's Straight weird. up smoothie. And that's where the market is right now for that type of beer is, uh, and I've said this to other, you know, brewers that I know and, and friends that I know that, that love craft beer is that um, it's become, um, it, in my opinion, less of a beer and more of a spectacle. Oh yeah, it's like a gimmick, kind of. Because and it's because of social media, you you really didn't see that kind of thing happening until Instagram started, like really, really jumping, and it, and everyone's attention span's so short that when you're scrolling and you see a straight up blueberry milkshake looking beer pop at you with the right colors and the right photograph of it, it catches your attention. Yeah. As opposed to a lager that can look like ten other beers. Looks exactly the same. It's clear. It looks like that, but it could come from a really great brewery or a brewery that just does okay beers. Right, right. And there's no distinction between the two because there's no production behind it. And I think that's what people are doing a lot online is, it's, it's, getting people's attention, the production value behind it, and also just like the marketing behind it is a huge thing now. That when I got into it, it wasn't there. And most it was all about still haven't gotten it yet. No, no, and it's. It, and I'm wondering what's going to happen when, you know, th th there's got to be another way that this is going to go. Like, yeah. it, like hazy IPAs, I don't think, are going anywhere. There's too much drinkability. They're, they are really good when they're done well. And, um, but I like that loggers are making sort of a comeback right now, yeah. which is pretty cool. I'm is, always a fan of that. Is there a style that excites you? Session IPAs, and they died a long time ago. <laughs> I love, I love I Session, love session dude, IPAs, those are great. dude. You get the hoppiness without, like, yes. drinking, like, 6.7%, 7% beer. It's like you just get the... Yeah, because I, 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 yeah, I love drinking beer. Like, I can't... Like, I always try to go low with BB cause, because I love yeah. Session. I like I love hanging out with friends and talking for hours and drinking uh, responsibly, by the way. That's right. Get order Uber, motherfucker. Yes. Um, but that, that's a style that kind of died... And I don't see it uh, too often any, anywhere that I go. I don't see anything below 5.5% for the most part. Okay. Um, Ponto, that's one of my favorite beers. Pizza Port, that's my go-to. And that's one that you can find anywhere, so that's also another reason why I like it so much. But right. I haven't had a Session IPA from somewhere that I was like, wow. Because it's just not there. They're wild. Uh, same thing with IPLs, with, with the excuse to Timbo. Timbo's great. Uh, That's a great Timbo. beer, but Timbo I don't see peeps. those. I don't see those uh, very much anymore. I remember one of the first beers I ever loved, and I mean like, I loved, was a beer that Alex Noel did at Kinetic when she was there, called Day Game. They did it for um, um, the uh, minor league baseball team we had mm -hmm. in town. Uh, so it was for the stadium, and it was called Day Game, and it was an IPL. That was probably one of the 
best oh, beers I've so ever had. Like, I want to say, if she's listening, this is one of the. That was one of the best beers I've ever had. She fucking better Hon- be listening. Honestly, that was one of the. I swear to God, that's in my like top ten beers I've ever had in my life. Right. Um, and I've only been drinking for nine years. <laughs> so, nine years, huh? Yeah. When, so wait, when did you start drinking? Oh uh, shit! How old am I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, I started drinking when I was like 18. I really didn't. Yeah, 18, 19. I didn't okay. drink much when I was like younger. I know a lot of my like bad friends, uh, <laughs> or I should say badass friends, used to drink when they were younger. But I never got into it till I was later. Yeah. And that was even that wasn't before I even knew what that was, what mm-hmm. craft beer was. I was just drinking what was available. Right. I think it was Budweiser probably, mm-hmm. uh, and then too much. Uh, what is it? What's that one rum? Uh, uh, is it Captain Captain Morgan Rum? Is that the one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Horrible, horrible. Uh, I drank too well, much of that. Yeah. When I was yeah, you know what I used to drink? I used to drink Malibu, Malibu rum. Is the that, the, the bougie, the little, the, yeah. It's that coconut rum. That's what it was. Oh my god. Yeah. Horrible. During my Disney days, I was just mainlining like we're just Malibu rum and Sunkiss. We we're just a bunch of orange. You know, I was hanging out <laughs> a bunch of Orange County kids. So we were just dude. Orange County kids just as bad as Animal Valley kids. I swear to God. <laughs> One of my buddies is from Orange County, and he moved from there to Rosebond. Yeah, and he was in that circle, and it's like he brought it with him from oh, Orange yeah. County for sure. It's a party city. Um, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, but, IPLs, IPL session IPAs. Those are probably my two favorites. I love a good stout, mm-hmm. like American stout, with like no adjuncts in it. I don't want any just plain, clear cut like stout. Beachwood Kilgore, right? Great stout by itself. Like, don't Nothing. throw like a three tier wedding cake. Like, let me just have a simple. Toasty, delicious, full-bodied stout. Yeah, that's, it. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all you need. That's all you need. And Beachwood knows how to do it. They don't oh, got to yeah, yeah. throw too many adjuncts in their stuff, and it's it's really great. I didn't realize that Beachwood's like down the street from here, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, by the way, thanks to the people at the Fourth Horseman. Oh uh, yeah, Martin, thank you so much for letting us come in and record at your at your beautiful establishment. Here, yeah, it's a very cool horror. Martin it's Ryan, they're rad. the best. Yeah, yeah, right. and. And they have Miller High Life, so I'm like, yeah. They do, I'm, on I'm tap. drinking that all day. <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, Kinetic. Uh, yes. Something I was talking about with Gary when we were talking about like, the premise of the show, and I mentioned you were the guest. In the, uh, it's something that I, I'm trying to get better at in terms of learning the history of where everyone worked. Because, you know, as you know, in the beer industry, we're all kind of... Yeah, we're all over the place. We're all just... Most just, people, most people don't... It's just one big fucking, <laughs> you know... Uh, most people don't. Working wise. Most people don't leave uh, for like years at a time. Right. And then when they do, it's like just like it kind of everyone switches it things. up. Yeah. And I heard there was at Kinetic that there was like this kind of rap tat group of people that really kind of left from that and did all kinds of different stuff. Like, what yeah. was your experience at Kinetic? Um, it was great. So this was we go back to uh, I think about two the end of 2012. Um, I hadn't had a job for about a year. Because I got fired from Albertsons for being a piece of shit. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Stop. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta elaborate. What, what did you do at Albertsons? All Come right, on. so I started there. That was my first job. So I started there as a bag boy. So I was bagging groceries for customers, and, and then if they were elderly or disabled, I'd tell them not to their car. And they used to tip me, and they used to tell me, "Hey, you're not allowed to take the tips." And then half the time, the people that I would take. Uh, take them to their car they would just shove the money in my pocket and so then from there I can't give it back so yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Albertsons for those tips that I'll never <laughs> see um, so I started there and then um, made my way up to cashier and this is the piece of shit part is that I lived not that far from there but I was late all the time 
and I think I took that for granted how close I lived. I was like, oh, I could sleep in like another five minutes, and I would always be late. Yeah. But I ended up being like one of the best cashiers there, like the fastest. I knew all the codes. Like I learned them within I don't know a couple of weeks, and I was like blowing through people in the line, just like boom. Yeah, yeah. They would call me up like if I was like sweeping, like oh, we need you at the check stand or whatever, and then I do it, and I would just like blow the line out, be gone. So I was really good at what I was doing, but I was also really bad at being on time. <laughs> so it was a combination of the two, and they obviously didn't like the, the latter. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't yeah. like that. So I accumulated all these tardies, and so it was around, around like 2012 that like, hey, we have to let you go. You just accumulated too many tardies, even though you're good at what you do, to us, it does not matter. So I was upset, but I mean, it was more me just being a lazy piece of shit. So I get it. So, But I'm glad I did, because I would not be able to go into this next part of the story which was a year of me not having work and trying to find work in that small town in Rosemont and then also trying to find work in Lancaster, which was the neighboring town, which had way more uh, opportunities for work. But even at that time, I, I applied every week to everywhere I could and I could not find anything. And then um, I think this was maybe uh, beginning of 2013, uh, my buddy Devin Greenemar was already working at Kinetic. I think he was washing dishes at the time, and then he had made his way up to, to busing tables, and they needed to fill that, that spot. And so he hits me up, and he says, hey, are you looking for a job? Do you want a dishwasher? I was like, yes, because after that year, I was so burnt on not doing anything. Yeah, you Like, the first six something. months, I was like, yes, this is dope. <laughs> I was also living in Rosemont. My rent was like $400. So, yeah. So I was chilling. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he hit me up for a job. I was like, yes, dude, I'm dying. Like, I need it. So I don't care. I'll wash dishes, whatever. So I, that's how I started there. Um, no interest in making beer. No interest in what went into doing it. Uh, I just needed a job. So um, I started dishwashing, just working nights, I think, at the time. Um, and still affording my apartment at the time and just uh, hanging out with friends. And then uh, you would get, like, a shift beer after every shift. And so I'd work nights, and so all the guys I met, like, working nights, Devin worked with nights uh, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then that's what got me to, like, that was my first, like, kind of actual taste of, of independent, super small craft beer. I'd had, like, Stone before that, Arrogant Bastard before that, <laughs> and uh, one of the worst things I ever had at the time. Yeah, yeah. And well, then, probably, like, a lot. Like, Jesus Dude, Christ. yeah, super strong. Uh, I had nothing like that before. And so... Uh, you know, getting my shift beers at, at Kinetic after work, after it was just drenched in water, um, just sitting at the bar, hanging out with the guys and talking about it. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. So I kind of started with like a blonde. Um, and then I jumped up to an amber after a couple of days. And then I jumped up to like the pale. And I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. And then I jumped up to the IPA like shortly after that. And I was like, oh, this is like kind of rough. Like it was, that was where I like kind of stopped. But it was just, like, like looking back, it was like, oh, my palate was adjusting to all these different flavors and um, and uh, and beers at the time that Alex was brewing at that time, um, which she's one of my favorite brewers of all time. Yeah, she's so awesome. Um, so uh, that was my first introduction. It was actually her beer, her beers that she was brewing um, at Kinetic, which were uh, uh, Steve Kinsey's recipes. Right. And then she threw in her, a couple of her recipes, and um, yeah, that was my first introduction into it. And then I slowly just started. Uh, going off and like they had a cool bottle selection too so there was a bunch of Belgian beers in there um, and so I had all of it all of it right there uh, at the time of just kind of you know not knowing what I wanted to do with my life if that doesn't get too deep 
I really didn't at that time. No, I we like, got to get I deeper, like, bro. Get deeper <laughs> that in was, there. That's really what it was. At that time, I did not know what I wanted to do. I was going to, I was going to school for psychology. I got kicked out. I just... Another well, you're Al- lazy. Another Albertsons <laughs> thing. Another Albertsons thing. I didn't go to class. I was like, I don't want. I was like, I don't want to learn math 131, dude. Like, show me the psychology stuff. Show me that. Right. But that's not how that works. I found that out. <laughs> so, so after after time, they just kicked me out. So I was like, okay. So I really don't have anything. And then as I'm learning about these styles and I'm trying and I'm, I'm like really like getting into it and it was like a door slightly cracked open, and then I was like wow, I was like, I'm really interested in how this is done. And like the brewery was right back there. Right. And uh, this is when I had, I already known Chris Gonzalez, who was there too at the time. Um, Cause Devin and him were living together. I think at the time, maybe it wasn't that at that time, maybe it was before that, but they knew each other. Mm-hmm. And I know Chris through Devin. Um, and so I got curious sort of like a little bit after, as time went on. And so I eventually moved from dishwasher to busser. And after busser, is really when I was like getting into it, like trying all kinds of different styles, uh, saisons and, and other stuff like yeah. that. And um, Alex was doing like cool one-off beers. And then um, I think this was probably 2014, I would say, um, that Chris and Alex were gonna leave the Three Weavers to go start that with yeah. Lynn. And so we all knew that and they're like, all right, well, they're gonna leave and they gotta find somebody. And then that's when they picked up Robert Sanchez at that time. And if my if, if anyone's listening, my years are off. I, I always forget what year I'm working where, <laughs> but I think it's the right timeline. So they were leaving. I think this was 2014, and they hired Robert Sanchez after that. And he was living in Highland or it's not Highland Park, Huntington Park at right. the time. Okay. So he was driving almost two hours there and so four hours driving there driving back every day that's night that grinds and i can't i can't remember i can't remember what when it was but i remember at a certain point i was like still busting tables and stuff and then i was just thinking to myself like man this guy's like there was two of them back there now now it's just him and i don't know how much steve is doing you know to help him brew or is it just him doing it i didn't know that at the time i never like walked back there and like saw them doing the brew day so it just popped in my head. I was like, hey, let me ask Steve, the owner. I was like, let me ask him if he has any plans for hiring someone to back him up, you know, entry-level stuff or whatever. Uh, and if he doesn't, be like, hey, you know, I don't want to bust tables anymore. If you want me to jump in the back and just wash kegs or whatever I need to do to kind of jump into this, I'll do that. And he was like, yeah, sure. You can start like, you know, next right Monday now. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So it really was that quick. It was like, all right. That's so cool. They really kind of showed me, you know, cleaning kegs in the beginning. Obviously, it's kind of where you start. Yeah. Um, and then as I was doing all this, like, you know, entry-level seller work uh, was when I was still at the same time, still learning, still reading too. And I had like, like uh, how to brew books and all that yep, kind of stuff. Like my Bible. Learning it as I'm doing it. And then... Um, as time went on, Robert was also just bringing me up on the brew deck, be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And and if anyone knows Robert Sanchez, he can explain anything to you that he knows a great deal about in really, really great detail, and you will get it. Like, he, he's just the best at explaining it, and his analogies about everything are really, really good. And I think at that time, I was a sponge, so whatever, like, I would spend forever talking to him about whatever process we were into mm. and it just stuck are you like a note taker or is it just no. like you just listen literally just 
listening it and doing it. Yeah. You'd be like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm doing here at this time for this reason. And like, and as I'm as he's showing me that, I'm reading those pages in the How to Brew book. Yeah. About all this time, the mass mm-hmm. temperatures and all this kind of stuff. And so it just stuck. And then it, it happened pretty quickly, but I, again, my timelines are horrible, but. <laughs> I know that it was literally like me washing kegs for a little bit and then he'd show me how to clean a tank. And then after I cleaned the tank, he'd show me how to keg beers. And then after I learned how to keg beers, he'd show me how to knock out from the kettle to the fermenter and then show me how to pitch the yeast and then show me how to clean the, uh, the kettle. And then and then uh, a short time, he'd show me how to mash in. He's like, you want to come in the same time I do? So I'd show up at 7 a.m. with him, mash in, and um, I'd learn that part about it. Mm-hmm. And then learn the process that it goes into the kettle and all that, and it kind of just all tied itself together pretty quickly. And I want to say, probably a year after that, I was already—he had already had me writing my own recipe, and I had already kind of helped him with brews uh, around that time. And this was probably 2015. Uh, and then I did an oatmeal stout um, with my first recipe. I, I had—I don't know—I had an affinity for stouts at the time. And and I also uh, a girl broke up with me too, so I, so I like I wanted, I wanted I wanted to brew this beer for her because she loves stouts. Oh. So I so shout out to her; she knows who she is. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, I wanted to do this beer for her. Yeah. And I was heavily into Tame Impala at the time, so I called it Current. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and that's still one of my favorite beers that I've recipe wise that I've done. You still have the recipe? Uh, it's in here somewhere. <laughs> um, it wasn't too crazy. It just like, I just had it like pretty full bodied. The oatmeal, I think I think the only thing I would have changed was I would have added more oatmeal to it, but it was a really great beer. It ended up selling really great in yeah. the tap room. People loved it. Uh, and that was my first recipe after like, dude, it, it was so short. Like it really wasn't that long of a time till Robert felt con- confident in me writing something like with him kind of like behind, behind yeah. me, like watching like, all right, do you want that? You want it to be this way? They change this malt or like yeah. they change this hop up or whatever. Yeah, right? so it was really quick how it all happened. That's um, rad. But like I said, at that time I was a sponge, dude. Everything yeah. stuck and everything made sense. Um, and then so I remember maybe around, I think it was around that time too, maybe a little bit shorter before that, is when I did my first brew on my own. I think they went to JBF one year, Steven and Robert did. So you were, you left in the brew house on I your own? I was left in brew house on my own. nerve wracking was that? You know what, to be honest, because of the beer I was doing, I wasn't that nervous. It was an oh, amber. It was an. It was an. It was an. It was an amber ale. Um, it was an amber ale, and I just like I said, I've been watching Robert. Like every right. time that I'm in in the brew house watching kegs or whatever, I watch him and see, and, and and look at all the valve work that goes throughout the brew house and all that. And I knew where I needed to get the yeast from for that beer. I knew where the nat- mash temperature needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have any RO. You know, we didn't have any like water chemistry that we were doing too much. Everything was city water because we didn't have any RO system. You didn't you add any um, the salt stuff. We like had the that. salt and stuff yeah. like that. So we knew that, but I mean, like in terms of like, there was no like I had to create a blank canvas and then start from scratch and then do it that way. It was all like, all right, cool, just add these salts here, these salts here, make sure your mass temperatures here, and then cool, and then you're pretty much golden to go right, the rest right. of the way as long as you don't fuck up the lauder and your sugar's off or whatever, your your efficiency's off. Mm-hmm. And so no, I actually wasn't, which is weird. Because I, I felt like I should have been. First time. <laughs> I should. I felt like I should have been, but I think I felt confident because Robert felt confident in me. Right. And and like kind of like Steve didn't really know he was teaching me, so when they were leaving, 
Steve knew that that needed to get Rude on the schedule, and then Robert kind of like calmly goes, "No, he's got it." And he's like, "What?" Like <laughs> Steve had no idea I've been learning all this this time that I was back there. Really? And so yeah, and and Steve always always been a quiet guy since I've known him. He still is. And shout out to Steve too, by the way. I, I had him come to state and brew a beer with me um, before everything went down. But um, so yeah, they come back from JBF. Beers in the fermenter. It's it's basically done fermenting. I think it was like four days or five days. It was done fermenting, so it's chilling. Uh, and then they, Steve comes to the back and he tries it out of the you know Zwickle or whatever. Yeah. Gets a sample of it. And like I said, he's a quiet dude. So he took a sample of it, looked at me, thumbs up. Were well, you saying like, oh my god? Oh my I was god, like, oh my god, oh my no. God. It was at it was at that moment that I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. Right. Like I was that confident in brewing it the first that first time. That I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. Like. Fuck ABC, Ella <laughs> Valley College. I mean, they were cool, but like, I wasn't gonna go to college. I wasn't gonna go back. I didn't have anything else other than that. But like, the validation I got from from Robert believing in me and from Steve, like giving me the thumbs up, like, hey, you nailed it. Like, this is exactly how it needs to be. I was like, okay, I found it. Like, this is something I I'm passionate about already. And now I'm like, oh shit, I can now do the actual work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was the start of it. Was right there. Was that day, and I remember it to this day. I was like, "Fuck, that's yes. so cool. That's, that's so awesome. cool." Was that the first time I ever brewed on my own? I was terrified. I forget why our head brewer Jerry couldn't be there that day. And he was like, "Hey, like, we gotta brew this. Like, can you?" Fuck yeah, dude. Let's do it. Just jumped on. Yeah. What beer was it? I think it was a mango, mango IPA. Okay. I think we're doing an eight barrel or something. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I, I was nervous up until I think when I threw my last hops in, after, you know, uh, post boil. I'm like, ah, I'll be fine, dude. You're fine now. So, yeah. Uh, thankfully, it went smooth. Yeah. No, it's good, man. Like, once you get past, once you get past the, uh, the efficiency and everything, as long as you don't forget your times. Right. And uh, your yeast, obviously. <laughs> then you're, you, you're normally pretty good. But, it, I mean, it does take a lot of attention to detail. And you, you, you have to, you know, pay attention to the whole process. Because I had no, like, prior to doing that first batch of beer I ever did, I had a slight homebrew experience with my friend Devin, who got me the job. Yeah. We did an amber ale, funny enough. <laughs> and we did it at his apartment at the time. And, you know, we're drinking beers, we're making food or whatever. We're, we're brewing away on his stove. And uh, everything went fine, I mean, according to me, to what I thought. And then we ended up putting it in the fermenter, in the carboy, whatever, pitched the yeast in there, and we put it in his, like, closet or whatever. Yeah. And then we, like, forgot about it. And we tried it, like, two weeks later, just, like, took a little sample out, and it was fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> that, so that was technically my first brewing yeah, experience. Yeah. But I don't count it because... He was the head of that. I was yeah, just the assistant. Yeah, you were, you so, were just there. You were just yeah, that wasn't me. I, <laughs> I threw hops in there, whatever. I did that, but yeah. So that my first brewing experience was like commercially brewing one of our core beers that turned out great. And so I was really happy about uh, the way it turned out, and then I didn't fuck it up. And how long? How long were you at Kinetic? Um, beginning of oh shit, maybe it's twenty. Oh my god, my timeline is so bad. <laughs> I think it's twenty twelve to twenty sixteen. Yes, because we won a medal for chocolate beer in 2016 nice. uh, with fourth gear. Mm-hmm. And that was Robert's recipe. I brewed it, and then Stefan also helped with that too. So it was like a cool team effort, and we right. yeah, we won the 2016 chocolate beer. I think we got a bronze yeah, it's like, for that. So obviously, once Alex left, you guys were still like, was there like panic at all? Was it like, nah, we'll, we'll be all, you know? 
Oh, after they left? Yeah. Oh, it was pretty quick. I mean, it may have been like a month. And I think Robert at the time was leaving Ohana and he wanted a, 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 another gig and they were hiring Forehead Brewer. And I think at the time he was either assistant brewing there or just one of like the shift brewers. I'm not sure. I never really asked him about it, yeah. but I just know he was working there. Mm. And then when he left there, I think that opportunity was there. He's like, I want to take it. And mm. then boom. And he did some really cool stuff there. Like I was saying, like the the super low IBU, super drinkable, unfiltered, hazy IPAs, like he was doing those yeah. already, already in like 2013, 2014. Ahead of this time. Or sorry, 20, yeah, 2014. If only he knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only anybody knew. We, yeah. were, we were in Lancaster, dude. Like we were still part of the, like the Brewers Guild, but like Daniel Drennan came out twice, I think, since he was twice, there. Right. Maybe. <laughs> he took, Alex and Will used to take the train. Like no one from LA was coming out there to try yeah. those beers. And they were great stuff, man. We won, a, I mean, not only that, we won a couple of medals at um, some LA international competitions with um, other unfiltered IPAs. Mm. Um, and like we won one for like sour, I think it was sour beer, third gear. It was like a uh, barrel aged sour, wild ale or something like that, mm. which is really, which is really good beer. I missed that beer, but um, yeah, it was just it was nuts yeah. how fast how fast that happened. It's where we get like I didn't think I had anything going in my life, and now right. I'm like okay, I know what I want to do. Right. I want to make beer. And it's, so now it's you're awesome. armed with this knowledge. You know, you 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 win some medals and you end up at state. Now, man. This is where I'm just gonna let you take over. Oh, yeah, okay. So now I'll, I'll, is, gi- I'll give you the beginning of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's go through the whole the whole thing. Yeah. So um, wait, should we get a beer? Yeah, we should get another beer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what's gonna... really good? The ambitious. Did you have that yet? No, I haven't had it yet. It's good. Okay. I'll, I'll, do, try, I'll try that. I'll do one of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You all right. I'm gonna pause it real quick. Okay. All right. Thanks to the miracle of modern technology, we have returned. After taking a pause for the claws. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, are you against white claws? Are you, are you against white claws before? You know what? Funny enough that this, the, the part of the story I'm about to start is Blake used to drink white claws before they were hot. <laughs> and I should have invested in <laughs> white claws at that moment. I just didn't think it was going to do what it was going to do. No, I mean, no, I guess no one does, really. Yeah. Sometimes when I, when I brew on Wednesdays, because, you know, I'm fucking extra shit sometimes. So I'll show up for a brew, uh, brew shift. And I'll bring a, I brought a, I think last time I brought a 12 pack of White Claw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, White Claw Wednesday, woo! I just like scream it all like random <laughs> at parts during the day. So like if you're hanging out at the, you know, the bar, you just hear from the back like, White Claw Wednesday! I'd <laughs> be <laughs> just chugging those motherfuckers. Um, Dude, I had one uh, recently because I just, I forgot how it tasted. Because like I said, he had this shit like two years ago. Yeah. He was drinking them. I was like, what are those? It's hard seltzer. I was like. Oh, just bubbly alcohol water. I was like, okay. And you get fruited, I guess, or whatever. Little yeah. did we know that that shit was going to take over. Now they're and, white and claw alcohol, buckets. And alcohol sales, dude. This shit is, that shit is bonkers. Like I said, <laughs> I should have invested. All right, so now. Hey, people, recognize trends and start investing your money. And seriously, that's that's the key. Now, we're going to get to the good shit. All right. So. All right, so the, state. yeah, after leaving Kinetic, that's where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, this was right at the end of 2016, mm-hmm. or I would say middle of 2016. That's when uh, JBF was. So after the medal, um, Robert had gotten contact with Blake and Tatiana with State. So uh, they had already, I think they had a booth there. I don't know if they entered any beer there or if it was even JBF or do I even know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> he came in contact with them and uh, Robert wanted to leave Kinetic to go start something with, uh, with State. Mm-hmm. at the time and 
for him, it was, it was great. Because um, the dude was driving four hours every day. That's, that's such a grind. Every day from L.A. Uh, to the L.A. Valley and back. There are only so many podcasts, you know? Dude. <laughs> tell me about it, Jesus. I was feeling for the guy. I was feeling for a dude because I, I drove 11 minutes. <laughs> he drove two, four hours. So I was like, I was when he told me the news, he kind of like said, hey, I talked to the guys at State. And uh, they wanted to hire me as head brewer for their place because they had just lost their other brewer yeah. um, at the time. And I went, yeah, man, that's fucking dope. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, Robert's leaving. I'm going to stay, and I'll be the head brewer of Kinetic. Super cool. Like, I'd be totally with that. I'd, like, I've just been so comfortable with the beers we were doing, and then we had seven core beers at the time. So that was just, like, just a, a train. It was a machine just going. Like, yeah. there was, uh, it was really easy to maintain. We weren't doing too many yeast strains at the time. So it, it was uh, it was fathomable. I was like, all right, cool, I can totally do this. But then he goes, oh, but they want you too, because they know you're a part of, you know, the JBF win, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so after I heard that news, like, went home. He's like, think about it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went home and thought about it. And I go like, man, all right, so there's two ways I can go down. There's two roads I can go down. I can go possibly, I mean, or most likely taking over as head brewer at Kinetic, which I totally been with cool with. All my homies live there. Mm-hmm. All my friends, you know, come to the bar and hang out with me and enjoy the beer that me and Robert were doing. And then they would come and enjoy the beer that I make um, there. And then the other road was like, okay, you've lived in the AV for 20, <laughs> 24 years. Fuck. Uh, do you want to get out? And at that time, Robert was like, hey, I have an extra room at my house, too, in L.A. if you want to stay for free. And I'm like, all right. so Free. <laughs> so, yeah, he said free. I mean, I um, so at the time, I think I was like, doing a lot, of, like trying to help out with like housework as much as I could and not be loud and just like try to be as, you know, helpful as I could. Yeah. Um, uh, also, shout out to Robert for that, too. Um, but, yeah, so those are the two roads I had. And... I was leaning way more towards the LA road because, because I just I'd been in the Alamo Valley my entire life, and I wanted to see what was going to happen if I went in LA in LA and started this new thing with Robert for a brewery that I kind of knew about, but um, you know, just based on what he did at Kinetic, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what he does at State because. Kinetic was no, nothing against like what we had going on there because we had great stuff. Like the core beers were great, people loved yeah. those, and people came in for those. But he also had the freedom to do cool one-off beers like the ones I was telling you about, and he had all that freedom to do those. And they, those were always really great. And we did our seasonal stuff too, and they were all they, they were all great. So I was like, fuck, I can't imagine what he's going to do at State with with almost 100% freedom. Technically, it really right. was 100%. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to be in LA. Okay, I want to see. I want to be a part of what he's gonna do because people should have recognized that at Kinetic, but they couldn't because it just was it was within anybody's reach. Mm. No one was gonna really come out that way or that far to to go try that beer. Mm. I remember even driving to Kern River when like Kyle was fucking killing it at Kern River, and that was a stretch for me. But he was doing like world class beers over there when he when he was there at the time, and then Kern River just did some. I'm wearing a Kern River hat yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Kern, Shout out to Kern, Kern, River. Kern River did a fucking 180 like recently. Like I remember when Kyle was there, it was dope. And then like I hadn't been there forever, but I didn't hear anything. And then I heard like, oh, they just won like every medal like everywhere. Yeah, it was great. So yeah. shout out to them. They're fucking Crushing. killing it. Um, so yeah, people just didn't know. 
And so I was like, okay, if I go to LA with Robert, you know, I learned all this stuff with him. We're a great team together. Okay, I'll, that, I went down that road. I was like, all right, I'm gonna move with him and, uh, and go start, stay with him and, and start fresh and start, you know, start seeing what he's gonna do there and just back him up on it. Um, so yeah, that's what we did. So this was 20, I think he left in August of 2016 and I left in November of 2016. And then Stefan, who was also uh, helping out in the back of those two, he ended up leaving around the time that I did, I think, around November or something like that. So all three of us left there uh, at the same time, basically. <laughs> and I feel like we got a lot of shit from that. Maybe not a lot of shit, but like some shit. Just kind of like, you get, like oh, a little bit like weird looks here and there? Or oh, what do you mean? Well, I'm just like, people are like, oh, you didn't give, you didn't give him that much time. I was like, I was the way that I did. Robert yeah. left like in August. I left in November. Yeah. Like, so I gave some time to, you know, for you guys to find somebody. Like, but I don't, I mean, it's just, it's just, I guess, someone's opinion about how that thing goes. Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't know how it went because I never had to do that. I never had to leave somewhere. All I knew right. was I have no money to move. <laughs> I want to go start <laughs> this new thing and I, and I want to, I'll stay here as long as I need to to train whoever is going to come. Right. But no one ended up coming. So, so much on you. I just, ended up just yeah. brewing the beers. Yeah. And like I was there with Steve uh, the whole time and I, just like thinking that someone was going to show up that they were going to hire somebody and like, hey, I would train the guy or whatever if he even needed to be trained, just maybe right. on the brew house or whatever. And so I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't know what to do at the time. All I knew was like I wanted to get out of the AV and then uh, that was my ticket. And I would, I would stay at Kinetic as long as I needed to before someone needed to come in or yeah. whoever needed to take over. That was my, that was what I would do. I'd stay as long as I needed to. So November was my date. I gave them that date. And then, so we went to the state shortly after that. I think, yeah, I was there, yeah, middle, probably beginning, middle of November, something like that. And then we started there. And then that's when we ran into uh, the storm of the brewer before. Oh, and just like that, part one is over. Man, I can't thank Rob enough uh, for taking the time to sit with me. Uh, again, thanks to Fourth Horseman. Uh, check in on Hopped LA on the website. Uh, we're on all the, uh, anywhere you find your local podcasts. Local podcasts. Wow, I'm just local, local, local right now. Uh, you can find me. Wow, that's kind of a Spanish pun. Oh, God. I'm too much time in quarantine. Um, make sure to go to hoppedla.com to check out all the latest videos, all the latest news, because there's so much going on right now. Uh, make sure if you can, please support your local LA brewers. Uh, there are a lot of talented people out there that need your support. So please support your local brewers by local beer. Get delivered. Pay your cousin that's healthy and maybe is asymptomatic, doesn't you know show any symptoms. Call them and have them bring it to you. I don't care what you do. Get it done. Support our local brewers. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't get within six feet of anybody. Be safe. Be smart. Don't panic. And conserve that teepee because people are going crazy out here. So from all of us here at Hopped LA, thank you so much for listening. And until next week, my friends, cheers. Cheers.